Welcome back to the Nomi Podcast. When is the last time you really felt confident? If it feels like a long time ago, or maybe even never, this is the right episode for you. In today's discussion, we chat about how to be that person we all crave, confident and sure of who they are. We pack in tools I use in my coaching and Cynthia uses in her therapy practice, all to help you build confidence and explore what healthy validation from others looks like. We also get into one of my favorite topics, which is why we actually really care what other people think. I'm confident it's going to be a great episode. Let's dive in. This week is going to be a bit of a big one. Mom, are you ready for it? I am ready. I would love for us to dive into confidence. Whoa, that is a big I know, one. <laughs> big. But let me first define a little bit more what we're talking about, because I don't mean the type of confidence that you look in the mirror and think, wow, I look great in that outfit. The type of confidence that propels us in life toward living joyfully, toward thriving, And just makes it easier to pretty much do everything, to make decisions, to know what's next for us. And this is something that just keeps coming up with clients. They say, I really wish I were more confident at work. I wish I were more confident in my relationships. I wish I were more confident just in my everyday life. And I find myself reaching for validation from others. And boy, oh boy, do I just wish that confidence would come from within. So Mm. do you know what kind of confidence I'm talking about here? I most certainly do. Yeah. The confidence that is about really knowing yourself, not to be redundant with our know me, right? But (laughs) here is another good example of the more that we know ourselves, the more we have pillars to lean into. One of the things that I'm hearing you say is where can I build some confidence leaning into the joyful, leading into the growth, leading into the hope and not be stuck in the, let's call it lack of confidence where I'm stuck in fear. I'm stuck in disappointment. I'm stuck in sadness, maybe of loss. I love a couple of things that you've said. I'm going to pick apart two. One is this idea of stuck. And then the counter idea of in order to get out of that stuckness, it comes from knowing yourself. But when we talk about knowing ourselves and we talk about this thing that we've discussed several times, which are values, I actually have a great example here to shed light on exactly what I think you're saying, which is Mm. that my client came to me and I have her permission to share this. And so she's starting a new job. And she said, first 30 days, 30, 60, 90 days are really important to me at this job because I know that I want to set off on the right foot. And so we discussed about uh, a lot about the type of person that she wants to show up as in this, in this new job. And one of the things that she said was that she wants to show up as a confident person. And to me, confidence, not quite a value. It's a state or a trait that we can carry with us, but confidence comes from our values. So it's closely tied. I wouldn't say that being confident is a value that you have. Um, and, and we can dig into that, but what we did together was we talked about what confidence meant to her. So if she showed up as confident, what does that mean? And we eventually got to a place where when she's really confident, she feels she's really thriving and she's really leaning into her strengths. 
she was following through on her commitments to herself and to others. Mm. So the value that was there was more of an integrity value, actually. Mm. And that when she was resonating in very specific values that she had, which there's plenty more that we dug through, but in that place of resonance in her job and her life is where her confidence came from. And so to get ourselves out of this place of fear we usually need to get into a different state. And so the state that we can feel more prepared to take risky decisions and to lead our lives in a confident way comes from when we know who we are, we know who we want to continue to be, we really understand our values and we understand how to get ourselves to place where we resonate enough that that energy can propel us into confident decisions. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is the recipe and yay for your client to allow herself to really look at what her definition of confidence is. And then what are the building blocks that kind of support her giving it a name so that she can attach it to the doing activity. So Mm. here's an excellent example that you helped your client define. Okay. So here are the doing activities that you're going to be participating in at your job, but Mm -hmm. what are the being activities or being states that are going to help you perform it in a way that is going to be meaningful to you and equal confidence. But The problem is that for our listeners, some of them don't have the opportunity because we don't get taught this stuff. We don't get taught that we should focus Mm -hmm. on the being. We get taught that we should focus on the doing. And and then when the doing seems, I don't know if I'm doing a good job or I don't know if Mm. I'm being impactful. And so that doubt creeps in, which I'm going to argue is the the antithesis of confidence. One of the things that helps us feel confident is this sense of belonging. When you accept a new job, you accept it because you have some inkling in your brain that you belong, that your skills belong there, they'll be useful. Or if you are in a relationship, there's a certain sense that I belong. I'm part of, I have something to contribute. And then I say to my clients, by doing this self-reflection, by doing this defining, then you also get the opportunity to kind of start creating ports. All right. Here she is with the metaphor, everyone. Take us down the road, mom. (laughs) Okay. So ports are ways that we own our greatness. You were talking about your client with integrity. She believes, right, that she is a person of integrity and she probably has examples, right, that she can point to say, here's integrity. And so therefore, she's established a port of knowing inside. And so if I come up to your client and I say, you showed so much integrity with that job that you just performed, Lulabelle's going to say, yeah, thank you. As opposed to, oh, come on. And it didn't really stick Mm. because we didn't develop that port for it to be something that we can own. 
I have had clients and in my own experience in, in the workforce say, I just don't feel very appreciated or very validated at work. And I feel like I don't know what I'm doing or that I'm not very good at my job, et cetera, all the self-doubt. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm, I think this is connected, and I would argue that this is connected, is that For a similar reason, our bosses, our managers, our friends, our loved ones might be validating things that don't have ports and therefore it's a zero-sum game in our brains. They're not validating us at all. And the self-awareness then around what our values are and what our ports are, so to speak, is important because then you can explain to other people one of the things that's really important for me is to show up as blank. So I, uh, let's say one of your values is kindness. Kindness is really important to me. So when you recognize that you've seen me be kind, that really hits home for me. Something that's not as important to me might be prudence, let's say, which is when you act with a little bit more safety and with a lot of data and you're not super risky. And so when someone compliments you on your prudence or you know, acknowledges something you've done that feels very informed, it might not matter to you as much. And so you almost don't hear it. So that's Mm. where I'm making the connection here is that when we talk about ports, I think that the other part of your metaphor is if you imagine all of these boats coming to shore, they'll dock at your port and boats can pass right by (laughs) uh, or they can come into harbor. And so while I haven't necessarily heard someone talk about not being able to accept a compliment, which is what I'm hearing you say, I -hmm. have heard people say that they don't get any of it. There's nothing there, these absolute terms that are not very Mm. helpful. And it's usually because there aren't enough boats, if any boats that are coming into the ports that are available. So it's all just ships in the night because an empty harbor is an empty harbor. Even if there are ships Mm -hmm. out there, if they're not coming into port, it feels empty. And some of it is just the world, the messages we get from the world and we make them our own. We Mm. form a belief around it, which is that your boss should know what you want to be known for or what you want to be appreciated for. Your partner should know. We should just automatically know. We get like a piece of paper, I guess, at the day we were born or we, or I don't know, maybe our parents put it together and give it to (laughs) us when we start our independent journey of life. And we should, and it just says, here's just your 411, your information about what you should want or want to be known for, right? Or what you me. If I was supposed to have that piece of paper, mom, then where was my piece of paper? Would have been a lot easier these years. Exactly. Right. (laughs) But that's not how it works. How it works is that we have to establish it first. We got to build the ports and we've got to define what the ports are. And then we have to communicate that. And this actually brings to mind a great tool that I actually learned from you and that I give to my clients and I use it myself, which is the in out in method. This tool is really helpful for getting us from doing to being and helping other people understand what it is that we want to be recognized for. So when we talk about validation, we're talking about an out in, we're waiting for our external world to tell us that Mm -hmm. we're good at something or that we are something or that the doing things we're doing are check achieved, awesome, cool. And then we take that validation and we bring it in and we want to use that as a, as an energy source. And this happens, of course, if someone compliments you and it lands because you've got that port, that can be very energizing, but then we're going to spend our entire lives (laughs) waiting for other people to instigate 
that energy. So Mm -hmm. mom, could you tell us a little bit more about how to flip that on its head with an in out in method? Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I think it is really helpful for us to listen and find ways to use others to help us form those ports and those definitions. But in order for them to really be significant, we have to develop them first. We have to make them our own. So if I want to be known as someone who is curious, I am going to then look for experiences where first I validated in myself, I'm really a kind of a curious person. And then I'm going to push it out to the world. And so that when you tell me, Madeline, that I'm a curious person, or one of my clients tells me I'm a curious person, I go, yeah. And so it starts internally, I push it out to the world for validation. Because that's a sense of belonging. We're social creatures. We need that sense of belonging. Validation is needed, but we just need to make sure that we first validate it for ourselves, push it out in the world and give it some further validation. And then we can take it in and go, yeah, sometimes we take it in and it needs a little tweaking because we do get information. So if I have a client and they say to me, Cynthia, you seemed a little judgy. Hopefully I'd never bump into this, but if I did, then that would be good information because it bumps into the value that I think that I'm remaining curious. And then I can do some self-reflection and say, oh gosh, you know what? Maybe my my statement seems less curious and a little more judgmental or Mm. direct. So it's not that we don't, we never want to get external comments or validation. We do. We just don't want them to start externally. If I I close my eyes and I imagine confident people, I would usually say they just really know themselves. They know what they want. They know who they are. They carry themselves well through life. Mm -hmm. And what you've explained is that not that you walk through life with no criticism or no feedback or no input from others, but rather that knowing yourself so deeply allows you to look at the world through a pair of glasses, your value glasses, let's say, Mm -hmm. where you can take on board the information that helps you to understand how to live in a truer space to your values. So if your value is curiosity and not judgment, and someone says that, they felt judged by you, then one, you can trigger your own curiosity by asking yourself, why might they have said that? (laughs) Or Mm -hmm. what what made that situation feel judgmental? And then you can try and realign your actions to that core value of curiosity. It really just reiterates the fact that confidence and core understanding of what's important to you and the person that you are absolutely go hand in hand. You cannot have one without the other. And so if you are walking into spaces and thinking to yourself, I don't know what to do, or I don't know how to act here. I don't know if I'm doing okay. I have self-doubt just absolutely dripping from me that you might want to dig deeper into your value work in order to sustain that confidence. And to add a little twist here, we've been speaking a lot about almost pure environments as we do when we speak about these things from high level, where let's say your boss would be really receptive to an in-out-in method and Mm, or your friends uh would be really receptive. But what do we do when we validate something inside of ourselves, Uh we push it out and we're in an environment 
of maybe other people are insecure or we're in a space where people might not want the best for us and it gets crushed. So first I would say to them, let's talk about what this environment that you're in does give to you. A lot of times we're just not in the right environment that Mm. we've identified who we want to be, but either the environment, the relationship, whatever, doesn't support who we want to be. And so therefore, to me, it's a no brainer because maybe we were so focused on the doing, maybe if it's a work environment, the paycheck or the benefits, and we didn't really take into account before we said yes about is this environment really going to be able to support the type of person I want to be? When I was in corporate America, I worked for an insurance company many years ago, and the environment was one that you just did your job. And actually, I was a claims adjuster. So you just did your job and you didn't do anything else. And when the boss told you that you just needed to do two claims, that's all you did. If there was a full wastebasket of trash, you didn't empty it because it wasn't on your job description. You walked around it. And so I had to get out of that environment because I just wanted to be more curious and I wanted to work my best and I wanted to just be something else than what the environment was going to support. And remember, we don't have just one, one value, right? We don't Mm. have one port, right? We have many and we can access them at different times. So if I bumped into someone that seemed to kind of squash the value that I was trying to use, I would go on a quest of what kinds of values might might they respond better to? And maybe I didn't think I was going to bring that to the picnic, but guess what? I can bring that particular value to the picnic and it's a win-win. I mean, I see this with clients in their work setting. I talk about this a lot because I work a lot with a lot of clients who speak to me about their work lives, but it's also true in our relationships when we're mm-hmm. constantly sinking resources into friendships with people who maybe we've graduated and we've also talked about friendships in a podcast, but we've graduated from where we really need to be in that friendship, but we mm-hmm. still want them to quote unquote, like us or validate mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. So we end up in these mental traps trying to get validated validation from people who are never actually going to give us the validation that we need. And yet we're hungry and craving it all of the time. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts mm-hmm. on that? You're talking again and again of what Maslow, a researcher, a psychotherapist, talked about, which was this basic need that human beings have, which is to belong. And we have to have it. And if we don't, we can't move on. We can't move on to growth. So Putting it in that lens, the reason you care is because we all care, including the other person. They care too, that they're not connecting because they have the same basic need that you have, you know? So it's not that you're just out there with this need and nobody else has it. And if they tell you they don't, then they're speaking not a truth. It might be a belief, but it's a faulty belief. Lots of science around that we need to feel that we belong. The other thing is if someone is stomping on your sparkle with the mindset that they also want to connect, right? I would go into curiosity as far as understanding that it's not just about what I'm trying to have validated, but what are they trying to have validated? And maybe if I can swivel my perspective and be a little curious as far as 
say to my boss, so what are you really looking for? A lot of us do it in the interview process where the boss does say very clearly what they're looking for. And it might be skills, but what kind of states of being are going to support those skills? No, absolutely. And speaking of performance reviews, confidence, et cetera, the same client that I spoke with about her first 30 days at her new job, one of the pieces of homework was the three wins. Mm -hmm. And it's a a win from the last 24 hours, a win from the last 90 days and a win you want to claim in the next 90 days. And this can be really great for acknowledging your progress, et cetera. But the context that we did it with her was that then she had to go a step further and ask herself, what makes this a win? Because when we feel that something is an achievement Mm -hmm. and when we get into the, what makes it feel like a win, we start to get closer and closer to what values we're resonating in when we are creating these celebrations celebratory moments or a celebration around the doing thing. So we can turn the doing into the being, right? So the three wins is something that can be really powerful for you, but it can also be really powerful for things like performance reviews, or even just expressing to others who you want to be and what you want to be recognized for, what feels like a celebratory moment for you. So if you're listening to this episode and nodding along, but then you're going to come to a close and go off in your day and have no idea where to go from here, then this could actually be a really great tool for you to use. Because as you dig into what feels like achievements to you and you discover the patterns that are there, you might want to explore utilizing the in-out-in method and putting those values out into the world to see if you can get some of that validation to then bring back inside. Do you have any other tools that you like to offer up? I do, because sometimes my clients, when we talk about creating these ports, feel that if they create them themselves, that that maybe they're being a little too egotistical, or maybe they're being a little Mm. braggy, or maybe they're being a little too full of themselves, especially when it comes to kind of relationships, or maybe they feel they're being too needy. And so how to get past that obstacle as well. And one of the tools, that I introduce a lot is you go and do a little self-promoting. So if you want your partner to notice that you were or appreciate you for being so industrious with the housework, then you walk in to the living room and say, Hey, honey, I thought I did a really great job unpacking and and being industrious today, getting us settled in our new apartment, to which Mm. my guess is, honey is going to say, absolutely, babe, I so appreciated you doing that. A lot of people think it's tooting my own horn, but my philosophy is if you don't toot it first then you're not giving the other person the opportunity to go, oh, she wants to toot a horn. So give me that horn. I'm going to (laughs) toot and then I'll give it back to you. Yeah. So imagine the same thing, Madeline, with a performance review where it basically is an opportunity for you to say to your boss, this is what I think I really excelled at. This is what I brought to the table. I brought to the table 
this ingenuity. I brought to the table this creativity. I brought to the table this accountability, this responsibility, this kindness, this perseverance, this whatever it is. And then you get the validation back. And that's why it's so important for us to do this sort of self-actualization, this building of these ports where, where we focus on the inherent worth of ourselves. And then we observe it and validate it ourselves first. And then it's just a matter of pushing our sparkle out and people going, oh gosh, I really am enjoying this sparkle. And if you haven't gotten it by now, that sparkle, it really comes from knowing yourself. So Mm -hmm. if you are finding yourself saying that you wish you felt more confident, that you wish you were able to confidently make decisions to get out of a state of fear, then value work is really the place to start. There is a definition that I came across as I was preparing for this podcast, and I really like the way that they talk about self-validation. So self-validation is when you are able to quietly reassure yourself that what you feel inside is real, is important, and makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I think that echoes once again the value space because it's what Mm -hmm. our values are what are important to us. So thank you for sharing this. And shall we finish off with your quote? I think because we were talking a lot about the hierarchy of need and Abraham Maslow, I will give you a quote from him. Life is an ongoing process of choosing between safety out of fear and need for defense and risk for the sake of progress and growth. Make the growth choice a dozen times a day. I love Mm -hmm. that. As Mm -hmm. per usual, you have wowed us with this wisdom. I am so excited also because I want to tell our listeners that we will have some programs on this topic coming up soon. So definitely keep your ear out about what is to come. We're going to be launching a new segment of our podcast where we answer questions directly from our listeners in some mini casts, so to speak. So if you have questions about this or just questions in general, feel free to pop us a line. We would be so excited and invite you to share your thoughts with us. And until we see you next time, we hope that you take care of yourselves, that you dig deeper into your sense of self. And we are so grateful for having this time with you. Be well. That brings us to the end of this episode. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and be sure to come back next time for more helpful conversations. You can get in touch to work with us one-on-one or request a topic at any time by emailing us at podcast at Until then, this is Cynthia and Madeline asking you to be good to you.